We are I. Good morning, everybody, on this Monday morning, 6.54 a.m., and you know what? It is just as dark as when I record this podcast at like 5.17 a.m., like an hour and a half earlier. And that'd be, oh, just a sign of the time of year, so when you know you walk out, it's going to be a little bit damp, it's going to be a little bit chilly, but um, I love it just none the same. You know, it gets all the same. It's, uh, I love this time of year because you get to drive around and obviously see all the beautiful colors. I feel like fall in BC actually really lasts a long time. And, you know, obviously we know that this time of year is kind of like the Wednesday of mushroom picking season because, you know, towards the end of October, start of November, it gets into be the weekend of mushroom season. And then, you know, like you're, you're in the home stretch to Christmas and stuff. So we're, we're knocking on some pretty good doors Right now, and then I always feel like January is like that big turn where you can start looking forward to to summer again. You know, spring break is only a couple months away. But that all being said, I actually started recording this podcast yesterday, and I was on like a forty minute rant. And then I realized that for the first time ever, I recorded a podcast, and the feed stopped. So then I was like super frustrated. I'm like, well, I don't want to record this again. And I'm like, you know what? Like, there's there's a reason why. You know, that this day record, this is the first time it's ever happened, but you've also never gone on a solo rant for as long as this has been in. And the whole time I was on this rant, I also felt really disorganized in it because there was these articles I was referencing to, and I never put them in any kind of order before I hopped in. I'm like, and it just didn't even feel like me reading them off, you know, even though they were just headlines, you know, but just reading them off, kind of stumbling my way through like what it actually said to be able to get the point across. And, you know, I was bouncing all around Canada, then Canada into the United States and back to Canada and back to the United States. There's just, there's no good flow to it. So I realized the value of it not being recorded. So I'm like, you know what? It probably shouldn't have been aired. Now, the point behind all this is because I do actually want to come back around to be able to talk about the revolution that's happening in Canada. So, you know, when all these protests started in Canada, you know, with people not wanting to be um, subject to a vaccine mandate or a vaccine passport, and, and everybody got labeled as, as anti-vaxxers, you know, and they still do, you know, all these anti-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers. And the part that's been disturbing to me is nobody has decided to be able to stand up and represent these people and say, no, they are not anti-vaxxers. They're pro-choice. Like there's far more people in this movement that are simply just pro-choice because there's more choices than just getting a vaccine. There are, and they're perfectly plausible. Like, you know, we know that the natural or the antibodies you get from actually having COVID are substantially better. They last longer. They're more effective. We know that you can get off or get testing or testing can be offered. You know, like that's the the challenge that the Postal Workers Union just got is that that federal mandate for employees does not pertain to them because their union fought against it and, and got that, well, if you don't want to get a vaccine, that's fine. All you have to do is get regularly tested and the tests are free. So 
when you look at these teams, did anybody call the federal like postal workers or their union anti-vaxxers? Well, no, but why? And when these people were arguing this, and why wasn't it made more public than what it was? That these postal workers were ready to strike and their union was fighting so hard against it. And why is their testing free and ours isn't when we're trying to be able to prove the same thing when these people are going essentially door to door to door to door. And one thing that I don't know a lot of, if a lot of people know about postal workers, if you're at a four-way stop and everybody gets there at the same time, there's an ambulance, a fire truck, a cop car, and a postman. The postman still to this day has the right of way over everybody else. Military, first responders, no matter what it is, the postman always has the right of way. And this goes back to war times when postmen were carrying critical messages that were related to the war. So, you know, when you look at that, like the Postal Workers Union fighting for this and getting it is actually substantial in Canada, very substantial, because the status that they hold within Canada federally. So remember, the Postal Service is regulated federally, not provincially. So again, when Justin Trudeau says that this is a federal mandate for all federal employees, now we know it's not because the Postal Workers and the Postal Union has fought against that. And there's tens of thousands of members. And for you that don't know, Canada Post owns FedEx. So we're not just talking about the Postal Workers Union. We're also talking about FedEx as well. And we're also talking about all your Amazon packages ending up at your door. So when you think of like, you know, there's the potential for interaction between people who are, you know, anti-vaxxers. Well, think of every time that you get a package delivered to your house. So that's a huge win for people like me who are pro-choice. But then you get into, for the first time in Canadian history, the first time that the RCMP has stood against the federal government, which what they are doing right now, because the RCMP union has said, no, 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 we're not doing this whole vaccine mandate thing. And for a lot of people who don't also know that the RCMP includes the federal detail that protects Justin Trudeau or any prime minister. So if the RCMP goes on strike, that is our federal police force. That is our unified police force federally across Canada. And they're pushing back against vaccine mandates saying no. They're standing up for the rights of Canadians, which they are supposed to be doing because they are representing Canadians. They're not representing the federal government. You're here to be able to serve and protect Canadians, not to serve and protect the federal government, not to be able to mandate the messages that the federal government is putting out. So this is a huge win, a huge win for pro-choice, not a huge win for anything to do with vaccines, but a huge win for the fundamental rights of Canadians. So you've had the Postal Workers Union federally, you have the RCMP Union federally. These are two key economic factors in Canada. You know, package delivery, message delivery, and security. But you've also had the president of the Longshoremen's Union in BC that represents thousands of workers in BC write a letter to Transport Canada and the federal government saying, stay out of our business. We've been doing a good job of being able to regulate our employees up until this point. Stay out of our business. So now you have the ports in BC which is a huge economic driver across Canada and something that is regulated federally because it's regulated by the Transportation Safety Board. 
So now you have the Postal Workers Union, the RCMP, and you have the Longshoremen's Union in BC. If you want to talk about some things that could absolutely cripple an economy in Canada, just those three things alone, just those three could cripple the economy. And they're all regulated federally. So you tell me why. If these unions get what they want, why do every regular citizen not have the, the opportunity to be able to have the same options is what these unions are going to get. So don't kid yourself thinking that the federal government is going to make it harder on these people and they will cave. They will not cave. They will strike and the federal government cannot play that game of Russian roulette. There's too many bullets in the chamber that are aimed at the federal government because these unions will strike. These unions will get what they want. They never would have made it a public statement if they weren't willing to be able to go the distance. Then you take CN that sent a cease and desist letter. The union sent a cease and desist letter to the company saying we are not going to buy into these vaccine mandates. So again, let's talk about economics. We have the Postal Service. We have FedEx. We have the ports in Vancouver, not a port, all of the ports in British Columbia. And we have CN, we have the RCMP. We have all of these places that are drivers of our economy. There's absolutely no way that they can ever afford for any one of these institutions to be able to go on strike. You've also had the Parti Québécois now publicly back the doctors and the nurses in Quebec who are saying, no, I am not going to get vaccinated. I am pro-choice and my choice is not to get vaccinated. And the party Québécois came out and said that the risk is too high for the amount of doctors and nurses who are willing to be able to walk off the job that the province of Quebec cannot afford for these doctors and nurses to leave. So they stayed it for a month. So when you look at the trend, when you look at the trend of all these employees, you have tens of thousands of employees in absolutely critical, critical economic services, healthcare, transportation, you know, message and package delivery, security. You have all of these very key people in our country standing up and saying no. But where's all the critics now? Willing to call these unions, these organizations. Why aren't they slinging the mud at them? Because they should be, but they're not because these, these unions are a force. Never mind in Ottawa, you've also had four unions that represent buses and trains transit. Four unions say to the or Ottawa government, locally, municipally, that they are not going to, they're giving pushback. They're saying that these vaccine mandates are not in our employees' best interests. You've had a group of firefighters launch a lawsuit against the Alberta Healthcare Services. You've had a lawsuit on behalf of the citizens of, Cal or of Alberta launched against Alberta Health Services. You've had two women take um, the BC government 
to court over constitutional violations. The storm is coming. And for people who were just willing to sling one saying, you are anti-vaxxers, you are the problem. Hopefully soon you'll be able to open your eyes and you'll be able to understand what has actually been going on in this country. And the organizations now that are standing behind basic human rights. And if you think it's just those, it's not. Those are just the ones that I want to highlight because they are so critical. They're absolutely critical. Never mind, you know that there's been active protests with the Toronto Police Services. There's over 8,000 members of the Toronto Police Force that are not backing the vaccine mandates. The Calgary first responders the, uh, that stood, uh, we know that they protested. Those are two, again, two very major cities that have stood up and said, no, we are not. We are not doing this. And I've got what they wanted or are going to get what they want because these are the people who are literally driving economic security and healthcare in our country. So I say to you, if you think that when you scroll through Instagram and Facebook, when you see people out on the streets protesting for basic human rights and saying, no, I have the right to choose. And you look at them with a smug look on your face and your nose and and say, you should do this because I tell you it's okay. You've been told it's okay. Do this with inside of the public's you know, best interest for your neighbor's best interest. Why then I say, why? Why are some of the key people in our healthcare system who see this every single day saying no? Why? You tell me. Think about it. Without just responding first, think about if you want to say that I'm representing so the hospitals don't get overrun, why are the people in the hospitals who are working in the hospitals choosing not to be able to do it? Never mind the fact that you have the CBC in Edmonton staging with mannequins false information about how overrun the ICUs are in Edmonton. They staged it. They went into the ICU. They went into a hospital with mannequins and connected them to ventilators and heart monitors and everything to, as a representation to show how overrun the ICU is. How fucking gross is that? And now we know that the Canadian military has been running propaganda experiments against, the, against Canadians and the Canadian public allegedly against the federal government's back to be able to promote the federal government's message to be able to force Canadians to buy into the federal government's message more? How much more are you willing to be able to put up with before you finally stand up and open up your fucking eyes to what's going on? You can't sit there with your eyes closed anymore. You can't choose to be ignorant anymore and say that there's not something wrong with what's going on when you have all of these organizations across Canada municipally, provincially, and federally standing up and saying, this is fucking wrong. This is fucking wrong. And if you're so entrenched in your idea that all of us are anti-vaxxer idiots, then it really goes to show how high of a level of ignorance 